This is Trail Tales, a running podcast. Here are your hosts, Sean Soban and David Waters. We'll discuss everything to do about running. It doesn't matter if you're a new runner or an experienced racer. The stories and guests at Trail Tales ARP will keep you entertained. From the trails to the road to the track. If it's running, find it right here on Trail Tales ARP. Run wild! Season 3, Episode 16 of Trail Tales ARP is brought to you by Sobon Copywriting, content creation for all of your digital and print platform needs. Make sure to visit trailtalesarp.com. There you can find our entire catalog of episodes for free, as well as our past guests and contact form if you'd like to be a guest on a future show or just to say hello. Let's let's start off with um, the rebranding of our show. Sure, absolutely. So yeah, um, we got a um, a copywriting company, Sobon Copywriting. I'm going to give a shout out to them, um, and they've done some great work for us. We got a new logo from the show that they designed for us, and I posted that up on Instagram last week. And uh, disclaimer: Sobon Copywriting is run by my wife Leah, so <laughs> I really appreciate all the work she's doing for us. Um, the other exciting thing is that. We are getting a website and Dave, this thing's going to be amazing. And to our listeners there, Dave hasn't seen the website yet. And I'm really excited to show it to him. It's going to be a surprise. And um, we're looking within the next week to launch it and make it live. So I'll provide more updates on that when it does happen. But Dave, it's, it's really exciting. Uh, adds a new dynamic to the show and um, something I'm, else for the listeners to do and get information and stuff. It's going to be awesome. Looking forward to it, man. That's pretty exciting news. Yeah, so that's kind of what what I've been working on kind of behind the scenes here and stuff and uh, been pretty active on the Instagram account and uh, that's linked to uh, Facebook account as well. So everybody uh, check it out and you can interact with us on um, on social media. It's going to be pretty cool. And, and Sean, how can people find us on social media before we dive into the show? Sure. Yeah. So it's uh, Instagram is at trail underscore tales underscore ARP. Facebook is at trail tales ARP. And then of course our trusty email trail tales ARP at gmail.com. And there it is. So now everyone in the world can find us. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. So Dave, it's been a while since you and I have had the opportunity to uh, run together, let alone chat on the podcast. I don't know what's, uh, what's been uh, longer, but here we are. And we need to get an update on you, Dave, because it's like I said, it's been a while since you've been on the show and you're running math and you're, you're being very consistent and dedicated with that. So I want to first talk about um, your recent breakthrough you had, I think it was last week you did, you did a race effectively. You did a race, a 10 K race on your own. So why don't we dive into that and tell us about um, what your, you know, few weeks leading up to that race was like, and then what happened on race day? Um, All right. Yeah, sure. Yeah. We can dive into that. Um, For just going to basically what happened before we look at what transpired, um, I basically woke up one morning. I didn't have enough time to go out for a two-hour run. And I thought, you know what? I really want to know where my fitness level is. So let's just go out and race a 10K. Like, literally, that's how it happened. So there was really 
no preparation for it. It was just like, you know, let's just go out and run and let's see what I can do. However, if I'm, I'm on Strava right now, and if I look back, I mean, the day before I ran, I did a uh, half marathon the day before. Uh, there was a tempo run before that. And then on Monday, there was another 20K. The previous week, really, it wasn't anything special. It was, again, you know, there was a couple of 10-kilometer runs in there and basically 20-kilometer runs. So everything was basically at math, uh, which is like my heart rate of 130, uh, 138. So basically take your age and you minus, or sorry, 180 minus your age. And then that comes up with your heartbeat um, that you would run at the maximum level, okay? And yeah, so there really wasn't a whole lot of, of you know tapering or anything like that i mean like one week it was like 83 kilometers the day the, there was um 121 kilometers in there and then the week that i ran my uh, I, I did the race it was like 81 kilometers so yeah the lead up to it it, it really it was just get out and run <laughs> basically that's kind of been your mantra lately too hasn't it yep absolutely just get out and run i just say that every morning get out and run and that's it. Even Julie says it to me now. Like she, she, she'll say, you haven't run, have you? And I'm like, no, not yet. She goes, well, get out and run. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. It's great to have that support. Oh, yeah, absolutely. She goes, I don't want to talk to you. Just get out and run. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that must say something. <laughs> you know, does she say, like, bring home some milk and eggs on the way back to you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, that's right. Exactly it. Yeah. Oh, totally. So, so you didn't really do anything special for this race. You just kind of wanted to go and test your fitness, um, pretty much due to a time crunch. So how did, how did that run go? Like, how was your pace? How was your breathing? How did your body feel during it? Did you have any difficulties or was it easy peasy lemon squeezy? Well, I, uh, when I started, I was like, what am I doing? Like what, like, what am I doing? Like, I was a little, I'm not going to lie. I was a little bit nervous. Uh, and I was like, I, I don't know why I'm nervous, but I'm just, you know, I'm releasing this handbrake that's been, been on for so long. And, you know, just letting it go and letting it rip was, was kind of nerve wracking. So if I, if I broke it down the first little bit, like, so like the first kilometer, uh, or the first two kilometers, first, okay, I'm going to take the first three kilometers because it usually takes me three kilometers to kind of warm up, right? To get into it. Sure. So it was like, you know, my pace was, uh, was 447, heart rate 135, 432, 164, 437, 166. So I'm now getting into race mode and I'm thinking to myself, you know what? This is not hard because once, once the first kilometer was over and the second one kind of, I got that under my belt. The third one was like, okay, this is okay. I'm going to be all right. And uh, yeah, I, I just, I just kept going. Like I didn't like my, my breathing was kind of in tune. I knew that my breathing was going to get a little bit more labored and I knew that my heart rate was going to be in the one seventies. I knew that because I was racing mm-hmm. and I just gave it, I gave it, I gave it pretty much everything I had close to the end. I was still holding back in the first seven K and, uh, you know, as, as time went by, or I should say, as the kilometers went by, 
you know, it dropped down to like, you know, a 444, 443. And then I hit a hill, uh, you know, which went to like 509. And then my heart rate when I hit the 509 was like a 174. So it started, like I said, started going up. So I was at seven kilometers and then eight was 457 and then a 458. And then I finished it off with a 459. Nice. So you were able to pick it up a little bit at the end. You had that, those last few late kilometers were a little bit slower, but still a very good pace. Yeah. And I, and my last, like my 10th kilometer, uh, got up to 177 as my heart rate. Right. So, yeah, I, it went up, but it was ex- to be expected. It wasn't, I wasn't surprised. What I was surprised with was my, which was my overall time of uh, 48 minutes, 27 seconds with a pace of 450 and an average heart rate of 170. Yeah, you know what, Dave, that's that's pretty remarkable. And again, I've said it, I said it before, and I'll say it again, it is a testament to the training and just the, the dedication that you've put into this to this math training that you've been doing since September. And um, like the results are speaking for themselves. Really, right? For, oh, yeah. for, for a guy who's running, you know, at math for you, it's like, you know, it started off like eight minutes a kilometer. Now you're down, it's like in the sixes. And, you know, to be able to run a 10K in sub five overall average is amazing. Yeah, it floored me. And the humidity was 88%. Yeah, so, so those aren't really great conditions to be running in. Those are usually pretty sluggish and slow running conditions. Yeah, like it was like it was 19 degrees with 88 with 87 percent humidity. I was like, you know what? If I can do that in this weather, just wait to see what I can do in the fall. Exactly, and you know what? That's right. that's going to be the thing when the when the humidity goes away, the temperatures cool off. It's it's optimal running conditions in the fall, right? Oh, absolutely, hands down. It's uh, and it's just it's fascinating what the temperature does to your running ability. It really is. It's, I don't know, man, it's, it's staggering. I mean, you felt it. I mean, you've been running in this, this crazy soup of weather that we're, Oh yeah, you know, for it's, sure. It's fucking crazy. For sure. It's like our, our muscles produce 70% of our body heat and, you know, and under normal temperatures where it's not, you know, a pressure cooker outside, you, you warm up a bit and then you get going and you have that, you know, that optimal temperature that you're running at. But when the humidity is up and you're, you know, and your temperature is like 35 degrees Celsius plus, you warm up a lot faster and then you lose that optimal performance and it gets a lot harder, right? So to be able to run, like I said, the way you ran that in those conditions, watch out fall because you're going to be like Speedy Gonzalez. You know, and it's interesting you say that because I did a post on Instagram and it said, the thing about summer is that it fools you into thinking that you are not as fit as you are. Once cooler weather comes, your true fitness shines through. If you are struggling with the hot, humid runs, just know that the fitness is building. It's just covered over by the heat right now. Yep, absolutely. Absolutely. Wow. It's, it's going to pay off. It's going to be awesome. Um, I'm, I'm pretty pumped with, with how I'm doing. And, you know, the recovery that I've had to go through for the last little bit since, since then, we can probably dive into that if you want to talk about it. Yeah, let's do that. 
Uh, I didn't know if you had another question before I kind of went into that. No, well, I, I was going to have one more question, which, sure. I'll, which I'll ask. Then we'll take a, a small wee break and then we'll come back and get into the recovery. So the question is really knowing that you were going to go out and do a race effort um, on that day. Did you take any like gels or nutrition with you on the run or any extra hydration? Or did you just kind of go without anything and run? I took nothing. So it was a, it was a fast as, it was a fasted run. I think I ate it. I think it was seven o'clock the night before. And then I went out and raced and I think it was like eight o'clock or eight 30 when I went out. And so there was no nutrition, nothing like I was, I was fasted and I didn't, I had about, I had about a cup of water before I left, but I didn't take anything with me either. Perfect. It was just literally, I knew it was going to be a short, it was going to be a short distance and I'd be right back home. And I knew I'd be running fast. So I'm like, you know what? I got enough in me. Let's just give her. And I just went. <laughs> and, and, and give her you did. Uh, that I did. That I did. Yeah, okay. I really, I really pushed. I, I, I kind of pushed the, bound, the bounds of what I thought I could do. Like, that was, it's my fastest 10K. Yeah. That's, I mean, that, that's, did, so that's a PB for you. It is. I did do, Beauty. I did do a faster one at 46 minutes. But it was the Toronto. It was the last Toronto uh, downhill 10 K that they started off at like on Eglinton on Young mm-hmm. street and they run straight down all the way down to the lakeshore. Okay. I mean, I ran 46 minutes on that, but it was all downhill. So it really didn't matter. Yeah. But this is my fastest physical 10 K. Yeah. And you had a hill involved in that too. So that's good. That's legit. Yeah. And there was, yeah. And there was even hills in this, yeah. in this run. Too. You can't really, you can't really avoid hills where we live. No, there are, no they're <laughs> everywhere. Yeah. Um, one one other question now that just came to mind. What shoes were you wearing? Uh, my turns with no tread, like nothing left on them. Oh, the the oldies. Yeah, man. Nice. You took yeah. him out for one for one uh, glorious run. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I did. I did. I, so I did that run, and then I did one, two, three, four, five, six, seven more runs in them, and then I retired them. Awesome, but you know what? You they those shoes owe you nothing, and you gave them a ten k pb. Before you set them out to pasture. <laughs> oh, I, I, absolutely. And the, what, what I, I, it's funny is I broke down how much it cost me for those shoes per mile. Okay. I didn't do the math on, on per kilometer, but basically eight cents. So every time that I, I went out for a run for the whole entire, like since I retired them, yeah. it cost me eight cents to go run. <laughs> It's pretty economical. <laughs> That's pretty economical, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. With that, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Sounds good. You've been listening to Sean Sobon and David Waters on Trail Tales, a running podcast. We'll be back after this quick break. We just finished talking about um, your 10K race that you did the other day. And we talked a little bit about, you know, your nutrition, if you did do any and what kind of shoes you're wearing and how you're feeling. So let's get into the recovery now because, um, you know, running math, you're always running at a slower pace and it's not very uh, high demand. And all of a sudden you find yourself giving it your all in, in a race that um, 
you're running at a pace and a heart rate that you're not used to typically running. So what's your recovery been like? First off, I guess, let's ask how long has it been since you did that 10K and what it's like, what it's been like up till today? It's been a week and three days. Okay. And recovery was good. I, I finished off and so when I ran on Thursday, I ran in the morning, went out, boom, did, you know, did the run. But then in the evening, I found myself, um, I had, I had another little bit left in me and I went for a little recovery run with a couple of, um, a couple of guys I know. You're such and, a run junkie, man. <laughs> yeah, I love I, it. I love it. I, I, I did a little, uh, trail run just a just, I think it was like an, an 8k. So just an 8k, no, no big deal. 8k NBD, like, no big deal. But, but yeah, I wasn't paying attention to heart rate. It was just whatever. Right. Yeah. But, um, but then on the Friday and the Saturday, I rested no, no runs. Katie's birthday was on the Saturday. So we went to the, to the goat zoo thing or whatever, not zoo, but goat farm. So she could actually, you know, hike with the goats, do yoga with the goats, have a snuggle with the goat, like just, you know, she likes goats. So we went there and that was kind of fun. So nothing on the Friday. I just, I just kind of walked. Um, and then I did a lot of walking at the, at the farm on the Saturday. And then Sunday was my first day back. And that's when I ran 10 K in like 35 degree weather again in Bayfield. Okay. And my heart rate was not back at all. My heart rate was not back in order. I was much slower my average pace on that was like a, a 642 pace. Okay. Right. So, and then I took Monday off and then I took, and then on the Tuesday I went out for a run and I was down to a 633 pace. So starting to get a bit better. Yep. And then I did two half hour, two hour and a half runs on the Wednesday and Thursday. So then it went down to a 630 pace. And then on the Thursday, it was down to a 624. And then Friday, I did a trail run with a buddy of mine over at St. Mary's. And I didn't really pay attention to math at all. I just ran. And then today's run, which was Sunday, um, I was 624 for a half marathon. Like okay. Six, like a 624 pace. Okay. And now, is that your baseline where you're at right now with your training? Um, when I ran the half marathon the day before my race i that i was at a 609 okay so would you say you're not quite at your baseline right now then i would say that the weather has been really screwy <laughs> yes it has <laughs> <And> been <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna say that I, I, i'm very close to it but I, i'd say i'm like 95 percent there okay right it was today's Today's it was hard to tell because I poured with rain and everything was kind of messed. My heart rate, the thunder that was happening, was a little freaky. So, you know, my heart rate was elevated and it was, yeah. all, it was jumping all over the place. Yeah, so, yeah I think I, I think some of my fastest runs have been uh, in downpours when you start hearing thunder or seeing flashes of lightning in the sky. <laughs> yeah, it kind of yeah, it kind of freaks you out. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So we know kind of what your heart rate's been doing for the recovery. How about your body? Did you did you notice, Dave, after doing that hard effort um, 10 days ago, um, did you have any muscle soreness, like any calves, quads, shoulders, any anything at all that kind of seemed sore afterwards? Any cramps? Uh, two, two things I had. Um, one was my left calf. Um, I, just because I was foam rolling, right, every okay. day. So 
foam rolling was, I definitely had to do that. And um, my quads were a little sore. Okay. And so basically. Right, right. And that would be expected, right? Yeah. Yeah. So just my calves and my, well, my one calf, my right calf was perfectly fine. Um, and then just both of my quads. So after two days, I, that physically, I, I felt good. Okay, that's good. So you foam rolled. Now, is this something you do regularly? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely like foam rolling. It really, it really helps. Um, okay. Um, beyond foam rolling, is there any other self-treatment or self-care that you do for yourself um, after hard efforts like you had on your 10K race? Um, I have like a foot, like I have a foot massager. Yeah, type of fit machine that I bought at the Royal last year. Is this one of those like tubs that you soak your feet in and it massages, or is it something different? Um, yeah, it's like a it's like a big machine, and you just put your feet into this thing, and then you press the button and it starts massaging your feet. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty cool. So I bought it at the, at the Royal Agricultural Fair um, last November. Okay, that was kind of cool. Okay, and as like the foam rolling and, and the foot massaging stuff, do you save those things for after hard efforts or is that part of your regular care routine? Um, I, I Foam rolling, I just make a, a daily, it, it, I just do it every day. So it's okay. just part of, I wake up and I have to do that. I, as I get older, I find that I need to, uh, I need to kind of lubricate the, you know, the muscles to kind of get things going a little bit. That's right. Um, then I, I guess, you know, and then stretching, stretching after runs. Like I found after I ran that 10K, I definitely had to to stretch out, you know, do the runner stretch, right? Like on my, is it my, is it your piriformis or your, or what's it called again? The piriformis, that's piriformis, the one that always gives me issues. Yeah, it's kind yeah. of the, the tight ass muscle, if you will. Yeah, yeah. That one that started to bother me after I finished. Yeah. And when I did the last, when I did my last three runs, I felt like an old man, like hobbling at the beginning. So I'm like, oh, got to really work on this. So every, I stretched every run at the end to make sure. And then today, it felt great, like no problems. Beautiful. Now, when you say that the runner stretch, are you referring to what they call uh, the pigeon pose yes. in yoga? Yeah. yeah. That thing, when I discovered that, it was like it opened up a whole new door for myself. It was. It took me a while to be able to actually get into that um, position fully. It was, it was a progress, but once I was able to do that, it's almost instant relief once you get out of it. If, yeah. if you're feeling tight, right? Oh yeah. Those muscles, like just, I mean, I tried to stay in it for about three and a half minutes. Oh wow. And, uh, it just after about two minutes after, no, after about a minute and a half, I found I'd be, it released a little bit more and I was able to kind of get further into the stretch. Okay. So that's why, you know, I tried, so I did it for three minutes then I released it for a couple of minutes and then I did it again. I did it three times. Wonderful. Yeah. So that's, a, that's, that's a good way to do it. I don't, I don't think I have that patience for myself. Usually I hold it until I kind of feel it release a little bit <laughs> and then I'll count like maybe 10 in the case switch over and then I get up and go, but it's, it's, it is a great pose. If uh, you don't know what we're talking about, just Google pigeon pose for yoga and uh, try to get into it. Cause it is a great, it is a great stretch. Um, so Dave, let me ask you too, since we're talking about kind of recovery and, and self-care right now, um, I know you and I both go to a um, Shelburne Family Chiropractic Clinic where they have kind of like, it's a one-stop shop for all your all your body needs, right? They've got chiro, they've got uh, naturopath, they've got manual osteopath, um, all, all that great stuff. So 
do you reserve visits to that clinic um, for when you're injured or do you go there for tune-ups every once in a while? What, what kind of prompts you to kind of go get care beyond what you do at home for yourself? Um, if I find that I can't, if I can't identify or if I can't rectify any niggles that I have going on, if I, I give it a couple of weeks. Yeah. Uh, when I say a couple of weeks, I mean, it's usually after a week, I, I get rid of whatever I, I have. But usually after about a week, if I can't get rid of it, then I'm making an appointment. But with this whole COVID thing, I haven't been able to do that. So I've been working really hard at, at a lot of that foam rolling, using um, a ball on the ground and sitting on it. Yeah. Right. Just, you know, the tight ass muscle, right? Like just put it on there and just sit, just stay on it for as long as I possibly can. And yeah. And, um, keep my fingers crossed that I'm going to feel okay the next day. That's good. You will be happy to know though, they are open and taking appointments. I've been several times since they opened. Oh, very good. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's been good. Um, for myself, like I usually pre-book appointments throughout the year with them just kind of as like tune-up appointments, maybe once or twice a month, but I will reserve a few for when I hurt myself. Cause inevitably I always end up hurting myself doing something stupid. Right. So, um, I always keep a couple extra appointments in my back pocket. How about the massage therapy? Do you do any massage therapy? Um, I haven't had a massage in, geez, I don't, I can't even remember the last time I went for a massage. It's been, uh, it's been a while actually. However, I, I really do, uh, try to get in when, when the, I need to, but every time I go, I, you know, I've talked to Laura on, on many occasions and, you know, she says, you know, what, you know, what are you, you know, what are you needing? And I'd be like, you know, I don't, I don't really know because I, I, I don't, I'm not really feeling anything. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she searches and she looks and she does everything she can to try find something that bo- that's bothering me. And she says, I don't know. She goes, whatever you're doing, Dave, just keep doing it because clearly it's working for you because I can't find, um, you know, much tightness. (laughs) I I am so envious of you right now. Every, every time I go in, like what's bothering us? I'll say, you know, either shoulder or hamstring or whatever. Right. And then they'll be going. Then all of a sudden they'll they'll move to another part of my body. And I'll hear like, Oh man, like what? Like, Ooh, this doesn't feel good. I'm like, ah, what are you doing? And then all of a sudden they get to a spot where it like really hurts. And it's something I didn't even know, I guess, because the other part of my body that I had my complaint about was kind of maybe overpowering the other stuff. But uh, I always seem to be out of whack. So, you know, I always need to go get touched up, touch up. Yeah. I, I, one thing that she's told me that she says your fascia is, is so lucid. It's amazing. And that's, that's important for staying injury free. It is. I drink so much water and electrolytes. And, and your last name is Waters too, so is. that so, <laughs> maybe I that's a secret. I basically, I'm just I'm just filling up my name, right? That's right. Um, no, that's that's good. Yeah. Hydration is 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 so important to uh, keeping that fascia like lubricated, and moving smoothly, right? Oh yeah, it, it covers I, your your entire body, right? So when when it's tight, when it's dry. Um, you're going to be more prone to injury. You don't have that nice range of motion or anything. So when you have it, when you have it hydrated and you're drinking lots of water, it's wet, slippery, and it moves better and you're less prone to getting injured for sure. Absolutely. And I think the other thing I do that I don't even really 
think about, and I'm just thinking about it now because I'm just like lying down, is I stretch. Every time that I'm like sitting somewhere or lying down or whatever, like I find that I'm always in a stretching position. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it doesn't take, you don't need any space to stretch. It doesn't take very long. And especially, right? especially when you just kind of include it into your day. So if you're going to sit down and binge watch a little bit of, uh, uh, a little bit of uh, Netflix, it's pretty easy to just, you know, okay, well I can go ahead and I can, you know, stretch my piriformis. Okay. It's great. Yeah. That's good. No, you're right, Dave. It's, it's so important to just have movement in your everyday and not stay stagnant for too long. You know, there's that new saying now where they say sitting is the new smoking. So, <laughs> I mean, I, I don't, I don't have a desk job. You don't have a desk job, but for those that find themselves sitting at a desk for, you know, eight hours a day, uh, it, it's super important to set yourself a reminder, maybe every 15, 20 minutes, just get up and, and do a little walk if you have to, or stand up, touch your toes, do that a few times, get back to your desk, you know, and be mindful of your posture, ergonomics, and all those types of things as well. It just helps you prevent injury, right? Increases your overall well-being. Yeah, absolutely. I have a question for you, Sean. Sure. Caffeine, do you find that it affects you? <laughs> that is a good question. So, I consume a lot of caffeine. Um, you know, if everybody who listens to the show regularly does. I'm, I'm a shift worker. I'm a paramedic and I work all kind of weird hours. And um, so my typical day, like in my morning, I'll have a minimum of two coffees before I leave for my shift. Sometimes I'll have a third on the way down. And then I'm usually good for the day. If, if it's a long day or something, I might have one in the afternoon again. So that's four cups of coffee. Um, on a typical day, some days I just feel like I'm coffeeed out and I'll grab like a, like a Red Bull or something. I'll just have one of those throughout the day and it does me pretty good. Um, but the funny thing is, Dave, I can, I can drink a coffee and have a nap and it doesn't bother me. (laughs) I'm just, I'm so tolerant to it. So, so my, my typical, my typical work day is, you know, I'll be up at 6am with my family. And then my shift starts at 1230 in the afternoon. So that's a huge benefit because I get to spend my mornings with my family. And when the kids are in school, I can take them off to school. I can do all sorts of stuff, right? I can get a workout in, get a run in, um, if time allows or whatever, take care of the dogs. Like I have a morning to be able to do stuff. It's a busy morning, but I'm able to do stuff. So I get to work at 1230 and I do a 12 hour shift. Um, my commute is an hour into my, into my, uh, station. So, I'm gone for 14 hours. So by the time I'm done my shift, 1230. And by the time I make it home, it's about 1.30 in the morning. Then I get settled in and I'm in bed by 2 a.m. Um, and then I'm up again at 6. So I'm I'm sleeping for four hours. And I do that, you know, for I'll do that for four shifts in a row. My longest stretch of work is I, I work 72 hours within a seven-day period. Um, so it is a lot of hours. And, and when I'm on shift, I have... A low level of sleep so that's one of the reasons i kind of need that caffeine to get me going it does help but i have noticed dave recently like at the end of my shifts because we've been getting busier now that kind of things are opening up and people are kind of used to the whole covid thing and life is kind of getting back to normal um my work is getting busier and so i'm finding sometimes at the end of the night like i'm my head is spinning i'm so tired so we have a little coffee station. So before my shift is over, just before I leave my, my station, I'll grab a coffee sometimes too for my drive home to help me stay awake. And I've got an awesome stay awake drive home playlist 
it's like all 80s hair metal which oh, is awesome, awesome. So, so the next morning when i wake up like my voice is all scratchy because i've been screaming my lungs out on my drive home right <laughs> got the sunroof open and if it's not raining and look at the stars i'm just driving and singing my heart out and it's a good thing nobody can hear me because i cannot sing but um so the caffeine keeps me awake for my drive home plus the music but dave the minute my head hits a pillow it's lights out Right, like you, I have no issues. I have no issues falling asleep. <laughs> okay, you know what? I'm okay. I'm envious of you now because the reason <laughs> the reason that I asked you that is because when I went out for my run in St. Mary's with my buddy on a Friday night, I had um, a scoop, one scoop of Tailwind in my in my water while I went out, and I forgot that it was caffeinated. <sighs> I'm okay, and I'm not kidding you on this. So I go for my run, I drive home, all is good, you know, get home, have a shower, everything's great. Um, and then it's like, you know, I think it's like 12 o'clock, ready to get ready to go to bed. Nothing. Looking at the ceiling, wide awake. So I go downstairs and I'm like, okay, well, maybe I'll just kind of read for a little bit, whatever. Nothing. I ended up on Netflix and I was up until 6 a.m. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. And then I I got two hours sleep and then I had to head out to work and I worked all day. And then I ended up down, um, like I worked in the morning and then I ended up going down to get my shoes. Man, I tell you, I was so tired last night. (laughs) I think I fell asleep at like nine o'clock. Oh man. So how are you feeling today though? Did you feel caught up? Uh, today, yeah, today was good. Today was good. If I if I tried to go for a run yesterday, my heart rate would have been a flipping disaster. <laughs> <laughs> did you so like at what point did you realize something's not right after you had your drink with the tailwind? <laughs> when when I started watching Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> once you know it's funny once once you're up and and you're trying to fall asleep and but once you pick up that phone and you start looking at that screen, it's game over. Oh, oh it is. It's full on blue light. The whole oh time. man, it's brutal like this morning um it was 4 a.m so my daughter snuck into our room and it's funny so she's four she sneaks into our room and she cuddles up to me and i'm always the little spoon <laughs> this little four-year-old girl arm and leg wrapped around me and she's just hugging on but she, she moves so much and i get a foot in the face and it slapped whatever right mm-hmm. but she's my baby she's my last little little one so i i don't i don't discourage it at all right yeah because uh, i know how fast they grow up so i'm like okay whatever and uh trying to fall asleep kind of rolling around a little bit and then i started to doze off and then the rain came on about 4 a.m and i was like oh it's really raining hard and then whatever it was the wind something there was some banging outside my window and then you know your imagination starts going but i'm like no i can't fall asleep because it's banging it keeps me awake and then my my older daughter she works and I told her if it's raining in the morning, I'll drive you. And I had to leave with her at 5.30 in the morning. So I'm like, there's no point in falling asleep now. I'm up. So I grabbed I grabbed the phone. I knew it was game over, right? So that's how, that's how my morning started, well, followed, followed by three cups of coffee once uh, once I got back home from taking her to work. Oh, I know. And you know what the crazy thing is, is I didn't even have a cup of coffee before I left to go to work Saturday morning after two hours sleep. Oh my gosh. Were you still buzzing? <laughs> I didn't need it. I mean, yeah, I finally got to sleep, but I woke up and I'm like, boing, ready to go. Oh man. So oh, yeah. speaking of energy, like I know you've done some pretty long, like water only fasts and I've done a couple fasts. It's been a while since I've done like a longer one. 
Um, but typically like I'll do like intermittent fasting. It's easier to do when I'm at work because I bring my food with me and that's it. When I'm out of food, I don't eat right at home. It's a little bit harder to, to stay, but at home I can typically stick to like a 16 hour fast, um, from, from my last meal till next meal next day. When I'm working, I can go up like 19, 20 hours easy, no problem. But anyway, there was one period, I think I did like a 45 hour fast, but Dave, in the middle of that thing, I was so full of energy. I felt so alive. And it was, it was just completely remarkable just how much energy I had. I was like alert. My mind was sharp. I didn't hit like that afternoon wall where you feel like you need to grab that afternoon coffee or have like a cat nap or something. It was, it was really great. Have you experienced that with your fasts? Oh gosh. Yeah, absolutely. You know, like I, like I've done, um, I think I've done an eight day fast. I think that's the most I've ever gone. And yeah, absolutely. You feel like you're Superman. Literally, like, and and I'm, when I did that, I was running every day for two hours. So you run for two hours and you're fasting and you're like, I feel flipping amazing. And I slept so well. And the, the dreams that I would have would be kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. And I just felt really, really good. So, yeah, yeah. There's definitely something to it. It's if, if, it's something that, you know, for audience, if you've been listening to and or thinking about doing, um, definitely recommend it. Make sure you, you get educated on it first. Make sure, you know, um, hydration is key. Talk to a doctor. Um, I would recommend that because don't listen to us. We're just a couple of monkey brains. But um, <laughs> go, go talk to a professional nutritionist or somebody who's qualified to, to kind of advise you if it's uh, something you've been thinking about doing. But, I mean, from personal experience, I guess from both me and Dave, um, you do feel really good during it. And, you know, I didn't have any experiences with like feeling faint or dizzy or anything, but that can happen if you're not hydrating properly or if you have any underlying medical conditions. So again, go see a professional about it before you do it, but I would recommend it. Yeah. There's, I think we did an episode on that last year, didn't we? I think. Oh, I think we probably did. Yeah. I, yeah. We, we touched Yeah, I mean, for any of our listeners, I mean, you can search back in our archive and I think uh, in September last year, we, we, did one on fasting and stuff, but yeah, Dr. Fung, uh, from Toronto, he's a, he wrote a book, uh, fantastic book and, uh, yeah, great information in there as well, but definitely you want to, uh, get, uh, the right information. Don't listen to us. Just get the right information. Yeah. We're, just, we're just talking about our experiences. Right? Yeah. We're not advocating anything. No. Um, that's awesome, Dave. So listen, um, before we, before we wrap this up, um, you know, we talked about where people can reach the show on social media. How about yourself? Um, now you've got your own Instagram account and you've also got a YouTube channel. So why don't you let people know um, where they can find you there? Uh, yeah. I mean, people can find me uh, on YouTube. Uh, I have a channel called the plant powered runner. You just type that in and honestly, I'll be the first one that pops up. Um, or you can find me on Instagram at uh, the plant powered runner and then an underscore after the r so okay so the plant powered runner underscore yeah exactly and yeah so or you can just shoot me off an email it's a pretty easy one dave.waters26 at gmail.com and uh strava let's do strava too why not while we're at it uh yep so i'm on strava as well i mean you can just search for my name just david waters and you'll find me uh or you could go to my youtube channel and then on the image uh, or like the banner that runs across the top of the channel, uh, you can click on my little Strava. Uh, there's like social media buttons, like on Twitter, and they're all there. <laughs> okay. And if you want to find me 
on Strava. It's just Sean Sobon. Last name is S O B O N. And it's a picture of me in the winter wearing my orange real tree hat that I wear because when I run in the woods, I don't want any hunters to shoot me. <laughs> Man, you gotta, you have to update that picture. It's summer, dude. <laughs> I know, right? But it's like, it's my winter running photo, but I probably should. Um, you know, you know, I was thinking, Dave, while we're talking about Strava, I've been thinking about it. I think I might go ahead and do it and we'll create a, a Trail Tales ARP running group on Strava. Sounds like that we can get our listeners and stuff on there and we can kind of follow each other. That'd be pretty neat too. So yeah. that'll be coming up within the next week. If you're on Strava, just check it out. Just look for Trail Tales ARP. Well, amazing, man. Well, yeah, Dave, it's been, it's been good catching up with you. It's been way too long. Um, let's try to hook up this week at some point for a run. Sounds like a plan, man. I'm, I'm game for that. Actually, you know what? This coming month, um, I will be doing track work. So yeah. Beautiful. Yes. So I will be doing my, my, my normal 40 minute tempo on a Tuesday and then Thursdays I'm going to hit the track and uh, I'm actually going to be doing, I'm going to start off doing 400s and uh, or 200, well, maybe start off with some 200s and then work into the 400s and just kind of see how things go. Awesome, man. So Tuesdays, Thursdays, speed work. Yeah. And obviously they're both in the morning. So yeah. That's where you'll find me if you want to see me on a Thursday on the track. <laughs> Alrighty, Dave. Well, I'm sure I'll find you at some point. <laughs> Sounds like a plan, man. All right, everybody out there in podcast land, thanks for listening once again. And, and we will catch you next week. Run, run wild. wild. <laughs> we'll get Talk that, to that as we go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on a second. Let's try it again. On, the camera, on three. One, two. Run, run wild. wild. That was pretty good. Yeah, I think so. Talk to you later, buddy. All right, mate. Take care. Bye. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to Trail Tales, a running podcast. We appreciate your support. If you like the show, there's a few things you could do to help us out. You could subscribe to our feed. You could leave a review and you can share it with your friends. You can also follow us on Instagram at trail underscore tales underscore ARP, Facebook at trail tales ARP, and you can email us trailtalesarp at gmail.com. Run wild!